When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO, and welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man who's Curse Wilds. That guy over there is Sergeant MVP Aaron Brown. Welcome back, my friend. Good to have you back. That's why we don't have a Purdue person on our podcast currently, uh, because Aaron Brown is back, although we do appreciate Dylan Kuhn filling in. That was a lot of fun. Hey, guys, it is game number 11. Game number 11, we are one game away from the game in the end to the regular season. You know, I love college football, but you know what I hate about college football? Too What's that? Dang fast. It's yeah, here and gone. It it's here and gone. So I guess the good news is about the 12-team playoff is we're going to get more football, right? When that yes. does happen, we are going to get some more football. Hopefully, we go up to that whore known as Ann Arbor and we win that football game and we get to play a, another game the following week in my second favorite city after Columbus, Ohio, that being Indianapolis, Indiana. Beautiful. Lucas Oil Stadium. They Great. made that place. Yeah. They made that place right, man. I love the shoe, but if, they, if I could trade the shoe, I know this sounds sacrilegious, if I could trade the shoe for Lucas Oil, I would in a heartbeat. That place is awesome. It is awesome. I know it don't have the history and the ghosts and all of that stuff, but man, 
that place is just a beautiful place to watch a football game. And so if Ohio State gets there and you have never gone to the Big Ten Championship game and watched your Buckeyes at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, do yourself a favor, buy some tickets, take a weekend, go. It is well worth the trip. So that being said, we do have a game this weekend, and no, it's not against our rivals. It's going to be against this old pesky Golden Gophers from Minnesota. Kickoff time, 4 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, that one. You know you're not doing too hot when they put you up against the Buckeyes on the Big Ten Network. So when when Fox doesn't want you, CBS doesn't want you, NBC doesn't want you, uh, I guess the Big Ten Network is going to get this game against the Golden Gophers at 4 o'clock. So we'll we'll get to watch some of the early games at noon. Get ourselves a snack and sit down and watch game uh, the Buckeyes take on the Golden Gophers. Let's look at the series by the numbers. Ohio State leads this all-time series, 46 wins to 7. Ohio State has won the last 11 in a row. Last loss to Minnesota was in the year 2000. I was a freshman in college that year, 29-17, to 17, Cooper. Last meeting, 2021, Buckeyes won last year, for, or two years ago, 45-31. to 31. Last meeting in Minnesota, that was uh, 20, uh, that's incorrect because it was the actual 2021 game was the last meeting in Minnesota. Buckeyes <clears throat> won 45-21. Uh, la- largest margin of victory, well, that was in 1983, and it looks like I'm having trouble seeing that. 69-18, I believe is what it says there. Largest margin of defeat, 1949, 27-0. Ohio State's longest win streak over Minnesota is 16 games from 1982 to 1999. Longest losing streak against the Gophers is two. That happened between the years of 1922 and 1931. Ryan Day's record against Minnesota is 1-0. P.J. Fleck, his record against Ohio State is 0-2. Looking at the last 10 games, all Ohio State wins. All of them, for the most part, pretty comfortable. You did have the seven-point win in 2014. Again, another uh, uh, closer one in 2008. That one was 13 points. Look at the one in 2006. That was an utter blowout, 44-0. to zero. Uh, 2002, I think that's going to be closer to what we're going to see this this week. Ohio State 34 to three chris why don't we just go ahead and jump right into the statistics do you want to take the gophers on first or your buckeyes oh let's go with the gophers eric it won't take long to cover no not much there not a whole lot to discuss there so the gophers come in averaging 318.6 yards per game that's 111th in college football third down (laughs) conversions they average 35.3 percent that is 98th in college football Red zone scoring, they are 10th at 93.8%. So on that rare occasion when they enter the red zone, they are pretty efficient. Total defense, 364 yards given up per game, 52nd overall. Turnover margin, they are plus 12, which is 21st. And penalties per game, they only have 3.2 penalties per game, which is pretty doggone good. Yeah, That's a pretty disciplined yeah. ball club right there. Their, their turnover margin's really good too, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of home games. 
Yeah. Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, that's pretty disciplined. <laughs> Home cooking. 3.2, 3.2 penalties <laughs> a game. That's just really good. They are third best in the country. So individual statistics. Ethan, oh, here we go. Th- thanks for this one, guys. Calicamanis. Yeah. Ethan Calicamanis. Say that again? Quarterback. Ethan Calicamanis. <laughs> okay. He comes in 129 of 247 passing for 1,582 yards. 13 touchdowns, but seven interceptions. Darius Taylor. Think think about this, though, Chris. Yes. He's thrown seven seven picks, but they're still plus 12 in turnovers. Yeah. That's that's impressive. That tells me their running backs are taking care of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, they're not fumbling the football, but they're also being very opportunistic on defense. Right, right. Uh, Darius Taylor, well, he leads the rushing attack, but as we found out, Eric, he may or may not be going this week. Yeah. He has 103 carries for 591 yards and four touchdowns. Daniel Jackson, he is the real deal at wide receiver. 45 catches, 681 yards, seven touchdowns. Defensively, they are led by, and you got to love this name right here. <laughs> Their tackle leader, Maverick Baranowski. That just sounds like a linebacker, doesn't it? Yes. 52 tackles. Danny Strigal leads the sack, sack attack with six. Four interceptions by Tyler Newbin. Two forced fumbles by Ja Joyner. Jay. No, it's Ja. It's Jay. <laughs> I don't like it. It's Ja. We'll call him <laughs> Jay Ja. Go with Ja Jay. Ja Ja. Let's go with that. Ja Ja. He's a no good. Oh, bad Star Wars joke there. Sorry, guys. Kicking. <laughs> kicking. Uh, here's another great name Dragon Keach. Dragon, twenty-one of twenty-five on field goals with a long of fifty-four yards, and he has yet to miss an extra point this year with twenty-two of twenty-two on extra points. Switching over to Ohio State, the Buckeyes come in averaging four hundred twenty-eight point eight yards per game. They are up to thirty-fifth in college football. Third down conversions, we are at 44.4%. That's good enough for 28th in in the nation. Red zone scoring, 83.3%. That is 71st overall. Total defense, still ranking number fourth at 262.2 yards per game surrendered. We are minus one in the turnover margin, which is 75th. And penalties per game, again, not bad at six penalties per game, 68th in the country. How many of those get accounted to uh, (laughs) Simmons? Josh Simmons gets five per game, and the rest of the team gets one. (laughs) So, individually, Kyle McCord leads the offense. He is 191 out of 288 passing for 2,687 yards, 20 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Travion Henderson, he leads the way on the rushing attack, 103 carries, 648 yards, eight touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, is our receiving leader, 59 catches for 1,063 yards, 12 touchdowns. Defensively, don't know if we're going to see it, but we're going to see Tommy Two Thumbs back this week, Eric, in his 73 tackles. I hope so because it's senior day. I'd like to see him at least start the game. Well, and we definitely want to see these guys knock some rust off the guys who got uh, – to have the last week off. Yeah, him, so, Proctor, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, Eichenberg leads the team 73 tackles. Uh, JT Tumaluau, he's got four sacks to lead the way with the uh, sack attack. 
Guys, come on, you're killing me every week with this. One interception by Josh Proctor, Denzel Burke, Steel Chambers, Lathan Ransom, Jermaine Matthews Jr., and Jordan Hancock. We've got one defensive touchdown each for Proctor, Tyreek Williams, Jermaine Matthews Jr., and Hancock. Kicking Jaden Fielding is 11 of 13 on field goals with a long of 41 yards. Chris. So that is the statistics. Yes, Eric. Do you think this week one of those guys picks up a second INT? I mean, they, they I, I would say there's definitely an opportunity there, yeah. I think a lot of that depends on how much throwing they do, and I think if they are without their, their you know, their, their big man there at the running back, I, I got to think that they're going to lean on that pass and the, the opportunities will be there. Yeah. I'll tell you, Eric, we may end up seeing two of these guys pick up another interception just to keep the list long. <laughs> just to keep so, a pair of them there. Just to keep me talking. Oh, Woody think, Hayes over there saying, boys, I want a pair to spare. That's right. That's right. So, Aaron, what are we going to see on the field from them this week? So, what you'll see is they, despite all the turnovers, all of them come from one guy. And like that, what is his name? Tyler Newbin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one guy that we really have to watch for. Not that the other ones are, you know, lackluster, but you see what Purdue's doing to them right now, okay? And they, they have holes in their secondary. It's just Tyler Newbin makes them statistically seem like they're much better than what they really are. Um, as you see here, Purdue just dice them up. Nothing fancy, just a play action and a rollout. And the safety dropped the ball figuratively, that, of course. That's the, that's, the, that's the running back out of the backfield. It goes right up the middle. Yeah. How do you <laughs> – like, I'm like, if if that's Travion Henderson, dude, oh my Ex- gosh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're not catching that. Like that's their Travion's gone with it. So I mean, I feel like a play like that is definitely something to to pay attention to if you're Ryan Day. And then another thing I noticed across the film was Purdue, or I'm sorry, Minnesota is kind of susceptible to an RPO. Now, obviously, McCord running isn't really the threat, okay? But what I noticed was they got they got busted on a few times through RPO plays, uh, like against Illinois, and then there was another team I watched them play that that burned them pretty bad on it too. And I'm not saying they were big gains, okay? But the corners aren't fast to react; they don't close gaps very fast outside of of Newbin. So that's something to look at right there. Um, and I also wanted to point out that they don't have a great pass rush. Now, against our offensive line, maybe that looks a little different. But I'm confident after the last game, I think McCord's going to be fine. I'm not really scared of Minnesota whatsoever. Um, Just keep it away from Newbin, which I feel like he's probably going to be tasked with covering Marvin Harrison. And as good as his statistics look, good luck, bud. Yeah. Probably not going to cover him. Before we jump over to their to their offense, let's let's talk a little bit more about their defense. So <clears throat> Purdue absolutely gashed them on the ground. Oh yeah. And and they the 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 um, Sky U Pod guys who uh, you'll hear that interview if you're listening to the audio version of this here shortly. They are terrified that Travion Henderson is just going to absolutely tear them up. And if there's that much, if they're that susceptible there and they end up having to put eight guys in the box, this could be an absolute monster day for Marvin Harrison Jr. 
Absolutely. Like if they can't, if they can't, if they have to go one-on-one against him and Tyler Newbin is like on the other side of the field, like I'm going to Marvin immediately. Like, where's he at? Give him oh, yeah. the football. Like, oh yeah. Total mismatch there. Is am I, am I, am I reading that room right? Or, or is there some kind of other offensive plan that you would go with? But I would say start with the run, make them put eight guys in the box, go over the top and blow this thing out in the, by halftime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You give them the old Urban Meyer. You run it a bunch of times, you force them to come up, and then you hit them over top. There's, that's, that's, that's just football 101. If they load the box, buddy, you're throwing it. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to throw a deep pass. That'd be a great opportunity for that RPO that I talked about. And we yeah. haven't really done RPOs, but it's in our wheelhouse. It is definitely something we can execute. Brown, Brown was running it in the red zone pretty well before right. he got hurt. Right. Yeah. We just, we haven't done it a lot and it's been a few weeks, but it's something that's on the table for sure. Okay. All right. This, this next one, we're going to go over the Minnesota offense and this is their, this is their, their threat at wide receiver who our defensive backs need to be ready for in Jackson. Yes. Yes. This kid, uh, he, he can be dangerous. Okay. Something that I noticed across all the games. Okay. Their quarterback is listen, we hype or harp on Kyle McCord a lot, okay? But this dude, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he makes Kyle McCord look pretty, pretty good, okay? Um, This is not ball placement, what you're seeing in this video. This is the receiver finding the ball. And he's doing, he does this a lot because that coverage was on point. That kid, the quarterback, just he throws it short and he does it consistently. I watched him against Iowa as well, and he did the same thing. Um, He's just not a great, prolific passer. So this, to Chris's point, I think this is a good opportunity for Burke or Hancock or both. Uh, Hopefully it's both, so you have to read more names. Um, Get get an interception each. I think this is a good opportunity for that. Another thing they like to do uh, is they like to – let's move to the next video real quick. Okay. So on this one, what you'll see is just a little tight end pass. It's nothing special. It's just they will do this a lot, though, especially, like Chris said, in the absence of their best running back, perhaps even their best two running backs. This is what you're going to see a lot of because I don't think they're going to have a great deal of time to throw deep passes. You're going to see them take shots. You see every team take shots. Um, That's just that's standard data for football, guys. But what you're going to see more of is short little passes like the one you're seeing right now. And then maybe some little passes to uh, Jackson, like what we saw in the last video. They'll see little dump passes to whatever running back they're going to be using. I don't know the trust level on the deeper depth chart guys that they have. But that is something that I also noticed is, is they will do little running back dump passes, not to the extent that Penn State was capable of doing. But it's something that they do. It's more of a, a release. You know what I mean? Um, it's not really a designed thing, I don't believe. It didn't yeah. look that way. It looked just like a broken play, and the running back was there. I, you know, this formation is really interesting. You got you got uh, trips to the right, and it looks like they start off with two, two on either side, and they send a receiver in motion, and the tight end is already out on the outside, and then he becomes another, the other, the third guy in the in the formation there on the right side and it's just a crossing route, but um, not, not a typical formation you see with the tight end, Aaron. 
No, it's not really something you see with a tight end, but I mean, they don't have the wide receivers that they had a couple seasons ago. Right. That tight end right there, I noticed he gets targeted a lot. They they like throwing him the ball because he's hard to bring down. He's their Cade Stover. Mm-hmm. So I, that is why they do that. He's uh, he's a good football player. And the reason they did what they did was the motion is a distraction. Okay, that play was designed to do exactly what you just saw. Maybe not score a touchdown, but the route running is what yeah, I'm speaking it, well, of. Well, what, what happened was is it cleared the middle because the middle linebacker was on a blitz. Exactly. And, there was, and then there was nobody there in the middle of the field. It was an easy catch. But uh, Chris and I in our preseason preview <laughs> – we talked about this kid. We knew he he is good. Like he was one of their offensive weapons that um, they we highlighted as a possible threat this season to maybe be one of the better tight ends in uh, in the uh, Big Ten. And here here he is doing his thing. So yeah, he is a definite red zone threat. So whoever is covering him needs to be on their game because the kid can catch and he can run some routes and he is very difficult to bring down. So hopefully we can get get a few helmets on him and, and get him to the ground before he does much damage. Beautiful. All right, Aaron, thank you for that film study. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, we are going to interview the Sky U pod uh, members and get their take on this game. Uh, if you're not listening to the audio, you're watching this on YouTube, go back, go to our YouTube channel, go back and watch that. It was posted on Tuesday night. So want to make sure that everybody is aware of those things as we prepare for this weekend's game. So we're going to play a quick commercial break. Hang tight, everybody. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. All right, and we are back here at the OHIO Podcast, and I am now joined by Ski or Sky U Pod. See, I knew I was going to mess it up. Sky U Pod, right. Kurt and Max from Sky U Pod. Guys, thanks so much for joining us here in the OHIO Podcast. Thanks yeah, for thanks us. for having us on. So, five and five, Minnesota, the Fighting PJ Flex roll their boat into Columbus, Ohio this Saturday. Um, Ten and Ohio State. I'll be honest. I, I was I was hoping the Buckeyes would get to this point in the season and be 10 and 0. I knew we were going to have some tough games ahead of us. I did not foresee Minnesota coming to this point in the season at five and five, and I don't say that as you know trying to downgrade uh, what you guys have accomplished this season. But I just thought you guys would be a little bit better than maybe what your record shows. How did we get here? Yeah, well, first things first, uh, as PJ will tell you, we have had some injuries. Um, everyone does, but just through whatever reason, linebackers especially were really thin. So we lost uh, Cody Lindenberg is really the only good linebacker I think you can say we have right now. And he's played two games, and that was the Illinois and Michigan State game. I believe, right, Max? Michigan yep, State, the first yep. back? Yeah. So behind him, we were young. And then, um, you know, we have we had Maverick step in for him, and he had been gaining experience as a, a redshirt freshman playing well. And then Purdue, he went down. And so once two, our top two middle linebackers are gone, it's been really um, pretty rough linebacker play. So that's the first thing. Um, second thing is probably some inconsistent quarterback play, I would say. Um, yeah. You know, Athens had some terrific first halves to games and also some terrific throws on the season, but there's just too many plays that are there to maybe go ice the game. Um, two in a row against Illinois, he had a chance to put that game away, couldn't get it done. And then just the second half, really all season has been a struggle for him. So that's probably a mix of new offensive coordinator, QB combo there. And um, really just the pass coverage in general on this team is not very good. Um, it's looked great against Iowa, Nebraska. That's not taking a shot against them, but it's just, you know, has not looked good against teams that can actually throw the football down the field. And, uh, you know, it's weird because we have good players in on that side of the ball, especially, uh, Tyler Newbin, Justin Wally, both players in the secondary for whatever reason, um, when teams have wanted and needed to throw the ball against us, we just can't stop the big play. So, um, that being said, I'm really looking forward to see what Marvin Harrison can do against <laughs> against this secondary uh, this Saturday. So uh, I'll let Max touch on anything else he wants to throw in there, but I would say just those are the two biggest thing, three biggest things. Yeah, yeah, it's really when the when the ball's in the air on both sides, uh, offensively and defensively, been the biggest weaknesses. Um, it seems like our biggest strengths this year have been the defensive line play, but when teams start throwing on us, or they stop running. I should say, like Purdue did, they didn't even, you know, they were able to run on us actually last week too, which was pretty disappointing. But um, it feels like when our strengths, you know, aren't there for a game, everything else just falls apart. You know, we saw like when Darius Taylor went down, he looked like he was going to be the next stud running back for the Gophers. And then once he got hurt, it was like, well, now what do we do? I know Jordan Newbin had a good game. Um, 
probably one couple weeks, but it yeah. just seems like overall everything's just been inconsistent. Uh, it seems like when things go bad, they just get worse. There's no there's no recovering when things start to go south on this team. And I don't know if it's coaching or the players or just whatever it is. It just seems like mentally, when things start to slip a little bit, panic sets in, or just the you know the inexperience of not knowing how to handle the situation seems like it's really taken a toll on this team. You know, I'm I'm kind of surprised that. Uh, Minnesota. I, <clears throat> let me let me back up. <clears throat> I was thinking that PJ Fleck, after losing Mo Ibrahim, would go back to throwing the football more. I remember the days when Minnesota, not that long ago, had a prolific passing game, and then maybe it was just the fact that the offensive line was as beefy as an experience as you had, coupled with the fact that you had a stud running back in Mo Ibrahim that led to to PJ kind of doing the whole Midwest run the football no matter what offense, I thought he would go back to passing more. And it just seems like you guys are bound and determined to run the football this year uh, in the games I've watched. is Am I reading the room right there? Yeah, PJ has the biggest trust issues out of it, anyone in the Big Ten. Um, you know, even if we have we have skill – relatively what we've had at, at receiver this year. Um, it's the deepest receiver room outside of that 2019 year where we had Rashad Bateman, Tyler Johnson. It's the deepest receiver room we've had. Um, he doesn't want to give it a shot and not that he won't give it a shot. I mean, we'll throw eighth in like 20 times a game, but yeah, he's going to pound the football and he wants to in that time of possession. Um, it's just what he trusts. And he feels like that's what has to be done every game to give us the best chance of winning. Um, which is unfortunate because I feel like we could get Daniel Daniel Jackson the ball more often. He's that good of a player. But, um, yeah, yeah, even if it's our fifth-string running back, he's going to focus on getting them the football as much as, much as he can. It's, it's, this is just interesting to me. So, Max, let me ask you the follow-up question to that. Where's the fan base then in its patience with P.J. Fleck? On one hand, he's brought you a consistent winner and then on the other hand, it seems like this year there's been a major step backward. Yeah, no, there definitely has been. Uh, I think from a lot of Gopher fans, you'll, you'll probably be pretty split. Either people want him gone yesterday or they think he should get a new contract because we beat Iowa. Um, realistically, yeah, I mean, he's he's brought us some good talent. He's had some good seasons. Uh, but the last two years and including this year, it's just kind of stalled out. And whether it's you know the new transfer portal era or NIL or whatever the changes may be, whatever excuses he might throw out there, uh, he, the only thing that's consistently stayed the same is his kind of his game plan and his mentality, um, which has lost us games. Uh, his his uh, overprotectiveness of the football, um, you know, he he harps so much on keeping control of the football that he won't go for it on fourth down in opposing territory to to win the football game. Uh, a la <laughs> Northwestern. So yeah. from the fan base perspective, you know, when we see things that don't work uh, and he, you know, every press conference will say, it starts with me, it starts with me. And when he doesn't change that, I feel like the fans that pay attention kind of get sick of him just saying the same thing over and over again and not getting a different result. Um, but I'm sure if we go and beat Wisconsin, that'll all be forgotten by, by the fans that tune in every other week. So, you know, to, excuse me, I got a cough tonight all of a sudden. To speak to that a little bit, P.J. Fleck is a disciple of Jim Trestle, who we know very well here in Columbus, Ohio. 
And it feels like to me that PJ wants to play trestle ball, which trestle's favorite play was the punt. Like he <laughs> unapologetically will tell you that the most that every possession should end with a kick, whether that be an extra point, a field goal, or a punt. Like he preached, do not turn the football over to the point where uh, he was unwilling to take chances, and it might have cost us football games later in his his tenure at Ohio State. And I feel like I'm almost kind of watching the same thing happen to PJ Fleck 100%. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, references Jim Trestle a lot when he's I'm, talking about him. So yeah, he, every every coach who ever coached with him does like yeah. that. Like his like taking football out of it. Jim mm-hmm. Trestle is an amazing human being. Yeah, um, he has a photographic memory, and if he meets you, he'll remember you years later. And, and call you out by name, like hundreds of thousands of people. He does that too. So he's a unique human being with uh, a very different um, uh, level of, um, shall I say, uh, I'll just say he's a Christian man in a, in a, in a, um, in a sport where there's not very many of them. And so he, sure. he comes across very different to a lot right. of people and it positively affects them. So I'm not surprised that he references Jim Trestle a lot. A lot of his coaches do on his right. tree. And, and Jim Trestle is a great coach. Um, the problem with, with that though, if you want to go full Trestle ball, our special teams are nowhere near at, at the level of play that they need to be to make that successful. I mean, I, I say this as a joke, but I really think that PJ is in love with the Iowa football model. Like, he wants to run the ball, even when it's not working, and then just play amazing defense and punt all the time. Like, but our our special team units have really never been up there at the top of any statistic in the Big Ten in his seven year tenure here. So, um, that's probably the biggest frustration you'll see from the Go for Football fan base is if you're going to commit to that style of ball, you got to get the special teams right, and he won't move off of our current special teams coordinator. So, interesting, and it doesn't look like it's going to change. So. I don't know how that's going to get better. Uh, we complain about it every year on our podcast, but it just it doesn't change. Yeah, that that that's that's super interesting, actually. Um, let's talk. Let's 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 just hypothetically, Max. If Minnesota stands a chance to win this game on Saturday, what's the blueprint here for Minnesota to pull the shocker? Well, uh, we're going to need a lot of help, <laughs> a lot of Ohio State mistakes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just to be honest, I mean, it's going to be, we kind of talked about it when we played Michigan, right? Like we had to, we had to play the perfect game to even have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, no turnovers, big chunk plays, big explosive touchdowns. We had to force a lot of punts and we were going to have to prevent, you know, any type of big explosive play when we're on defense. Um, and I feel like for Ohio state, that's so much greater because you guys do have Marvin Harris, Marvin Harrison jr and a high-powered offense that can gash you, it seems like, whenever you guys want. So defensively, it's going to need to be multiple interceptions, multiple fumble recoveries. Um, offensively, if we can hit a deep pass a couple times, maybe get a deep shot, maybe do trick plays, I have no idea. It's going to take a miracle. Uh, but really, as long as we can play really outside of what PJ has done all year long, which is to play not conservatively, if we can do that, uh, take a couple shots, go for it on fourth down. I mean, 
at this point too, we got really have to play like we have nothing else to lose, which other than a bowl game, we really don't. Kurt, so the Big Ten West, help me try to understand what's happening over there in the last year. Uh, by the way, I, the Iowa podcast, they, they don't like me because I point out every single week how bad their offense is, <laughs> despite the fact that they're, they're seven and two and yeah. or eight, eight and two now. And, and I, and I do have them in the top 25 and I think I have them fourth in the big banter power rankings, but, um, gosh, defensively, they're phenomenal. I mean, yeah. every week I just, I watch them defensively and I'm like, man, what a great team, but offensively they're absolutely dog poop. So um that's where that's where that comes from with poking that bear but uh um which i thoroughly enjoy because i really it's nothing against him i just don't like the no. state of iowa at all um for personal reasons but preaching uh, the choir here uh, right right <laughs> yeah all the other we- uh, big 10 west teams when i tell them that they're always like yeah <laughs> like, um, but anyways besides besides that what I, I, help me try to understand what's happening in the West. Like every week I'm like, well, I didn't foresee that happening. You know, like every week it's like crazy. Yeah. I, I, is it just so like the argument that I got for the Purdue guys is it's because it's so evenly matched and it's better than everybody thinks, but I still look mm-hmm. at it and I'm like, I don't see great football. I just, I see I, so from week to week. I see good defense. Yeah. That's what That's- I see. That's fair. I, I don't think anyone in the West is going to fight you too hard that it's great football happening this year. Because um, I think there's years prior, go back to that 2019 season, I think the West was pretty good that year, and I think the bowl record shows that too. But yeah. um, Everyone uh, won a bowl in the Big Ten except for the team up north Yeah, that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, this year – it, it's tough as a gopher fan because we have the least excuse out of anybody. I feel like um, I was doing what I was going to do, play great defense, great special teams. At the end of the day, they get the dub. Um, and I think they would give other teams fits that don't see them a lot uh, defensively. You know, I don't know what they would, you know, if they played what's, what's an average team in another conference right now, you know, if they went up against uh, like a Washington state or, or, um, Arizona or someone that's solid, you know, like that in another conference, Arizona. Yeah. I think they would definitely have a chance to win, but it was going to be like a 16 to 12 type of game. Right. But I believe their defense is that capable. I just think that right now it's just such a coin flip as to how are these teams are going to show up. And it's like, they're all good at exposing a certain weakness in each other right now in the big 10 West. Um, I think the Gopher secondary has been exposed against Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue, arguably the three weakest teams in the Big Ten West. But now, I mean, we're right there as well, so I can't can't harp on that too much. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't think either of these offenses are great in the Big Ten one. I think it starts there, and then um, Iowa's maybe the most consistent team, and that's why they're on top. I think Illinois is making a a little bit of an improvement here as we get late. Um, so is Northwestern. But, yeah, no, I I don't think – you know, I've usually kind of defended the Big Ten West. This year it, it is seeming to be like a lot of transition transitional years for, for teams. Maybe the Gophers' excuse is first year with Ethan, new offensive coordinator. You know, Purdue's got the brand-new head coach. Northwestern's got a new head coach. You know, Wisconsin's got the new head coach. So – I think all those factors play into it where the last year of the West is just kind of going out 
uh, depending on how you look at it with a bang or just an epic, you know, thought of, of, how, of the quality of football you're seeing yeah. out of it. So yeah. Nebraska's yeah. got one too. So yeah, In Nebraska as well. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. All right, <clears throat> Max, let me, let me ask this one here and as we get ready to head out. So let's be realistic. If Ohio state plays like they did last week against Michigan state, it's going to be over by halftime, uh, which is what we want right now. Cause we, we have our eyes set on that big end of November game against the Wolverines. And we, the last thing we need to do is have like a major injury or something happen to one of our stars. Uh, and and obviously, I don't think P.J. Flex telling his guys, hey, go into Columbus and play dirty. I, I don't think that at all. No. Um, I also think that this game is interesting for you guys because looming out ahead is the big rivalry for you guys against Wisconsin. And it might be like winner goes to a bowl game type of yeah. scenario here. Um, so that being said... What do you foresee the end of this year being like for PJ Fleck? If, if we you exit Columbus with an L, you're five and six, but you go into that game against Wisconsin, five and seven. Like, are we like you got one year left type of thing, or six and six, all's forgiven. We beat the Badgers. We go to a bowl game. We're on Ica. You know, we're kind of on that moving the right in the right direction again. Am I reading that correctly, Max? Um, probably for most of Gopher fans, that will be the case just because Iowa and Wisconsin, uh, are the two biggest games of the year for us. Uh, it seems like, like we've said, you know, even in down years, if we can win one of those, it makes up for the terrible, terrible losses we've had. Um, for me personally, I still will be very disappointed in this season, no matter what, even if we do beat the Badgers and win a bowl game. Um, but yeah, I think realistically, I, I do think that people will start looking at PJ a little bit closer and saying, you know, why... Why are we not doing, you know, why are we not changing the things that you said we were going to change? Um, you know, if we do lose to the to Wisconsin too, that will really put a pretty big exclamation point on an already negative season. Um, and depending on how we lose too, I think we tend to lose games in such a fashion that is just so heartbreaking <laughs> that, you know, if it's if it's a special teams mistake at the end of the game or, you know, just a a miscommunication or a penalty or something that happens that everyone can look at PJ and say, what are you doing? How did you, how did you cost us this last game to miss a bowl game? Um, then I think people will start to look at him a little bit more closely and kind of, you know, speculate what's going to happen next. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we do come up with the win um, against Wisconsin. Hopefully we go to a, an okay enough bowl game and, you know, finish the season on a high um, and we can just forget about this and, and move on to whatever the future of the big 10 is going to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically PJ's kind of, you know, we've seen across college football when teams go idle, even when they've had success in the past, or they've been more successful than the previous regimes, uh, staying stagnant is just not, you know, you're not going to stick around forever. Um, I know mm -hmm. PJ wants to be the coach like a Kirk Ferentz or like a Mike Gundy that's going to stay at one place for a long time. And I hope he does. I think that, you know, consistency, especially at the university of Minnesota is huge. Um, but if it's stagnant or starts slipping, he's not keeping up with the rest of the big 10, which is now going to be, you know, filled with a lot more talented teams too. Then if we have to look in another direction in the future or near future, then that's just kind of how college football goes. Yeah. Kurt, in, in closing, uh, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Like, so Ohio state fans who maybe haven't watched Minnesota, um, very much this year who are some names and some guys that we need to be aware of come Saturday. 
Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Big Ten East fans haven't seen enough of him to know him yet. But Daniel Jackson, as I mentioned, he's our receiver number one. He is a really good player. Um, like I said, I wish we focused on getting him the ball more. Uh, he was a four-star out of Kansas when we got him, and he's just gotten better and better each time. He's become receiver number one. Um, our left tackle, uh, Ursary, he's he's actually pretty good as well. Um Look, look for him to hold his own somewhat, right? I mean, Ohio State's a little bit of a different animal, but he is, PJ. in PJ's words, he's got the most um, NFL potential he's seen in alignment at this point in, in his career. So he's a really athletic left tackle. And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, he just doesn't show up in the stack, sack department, but Jaw Joyner gets a ton of pressure. Um, he's a guy I think all the Big Ten coaches know for sure. He seems to be uh, a focus point of, of blocking, but he's a he's a great pass rusher. And then first time starter, uh, first year starter, I should say, Devin Eastern, D tackle, um, is also a solid football player. So those are those are the the three names or four names I'd throw out just as guys to watch that maybe Ohio State doesn't know about. And then of course you know we got Tyler Newbin on the back end. He's he's been doing his thing for the most part. But um, yeah, those are some those are some guys we got that are pretty good which is not clicking for for the whole units this year so well max are you ready to give me a score prediction i can try okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know this will be a tough game going to the horseshoe obviously for anyone is not easy uh i I predict to go for loss um like you said you guys want to get it over by halftime so you can get on the next week uh so i don't see pj fleck really being able to do anything to to prevent that, unfortunately, um, I think we leave after an ass kicking forty-eight to six, Buckeyes. Ooh. Kurt, you wanna you wanna put your two cents <laughs> in there? Yeah, sure. Um, kind of the same point. You know, you say that you guys want to get through this game as quick as possible. It's about as close to a bye week as I think you guys could get. PJ, I think, wants to get out of the here as quick as possible as well. He wants. Everyone that's questionable is not going to play in this game. He wants everyone full go for that Wisconsin game, push for the bowl win and the trophy. We're going to do the exact same thing. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel a little better. Maybe I'll go. I I had 42 to seven. I don't know if we actually get the touchdown, but I'm thinking maybe one, one, you know, 40 yard pass to Daniel Jackson on like a, on a man on man coverage route gets us the score. But yeah. I really think that this game can get as ugly as Ohio State wants because you're going to gash us heavy in the run game uh, this week just with uh, Cody Lindbergh's not going to play again. Um, I'm pretty sure PJ at this point is going to redshirt him. He can because he's only played in two games. So um, save that year of eligibility for the future. So I I think, you know, whatever running backs you guys want to use out there, they're going to have good days against us. And then if you want to show off Marvin Harrison Jr. and put him up there for the Heisman race, he'll probably have a lot of success success doing that as well. So it could be could be worse um, or it could be like a 35 nothing. Just get it, get in and get out type thing. Well, hey, where can everybody catch the uh, uh, Sky U pod at, guys? Yeah, we're on um, we're on YouTube now. So at Sky U Pod there, and then also Sky U Pod on anywhere you listen to uh, to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, are the main two. And then we also are on Twitter. I run the Twitter, so if you see an opinion you don't like, it's mine. Um, I, I keep it. I keep it sports though. I keep it sports. Um, so that's at Sky U Pod one on Twitter or X, whatever whatever we're calling now. But yeah. 
That's where you can it, find us. <laughs> I'm still trying to to get that changed over <laughs> in my head. I'm really struggling yeah. with that. It's like because it's still called a tweet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. on there, and I always see people calling it Twitter, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's a, it's just a big X <laughs> on my phone now when I'm looking for it on my phone to open the app, and I just, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. All right, Kurt, Max, thank you, uh, Max, thank you so much, guys, for joining in, and, and and check out their podcast, guys, and enjoy the game this weekend as much as you can. Uh, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's it's on the Big Ten Network too. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I said to I said to the boys, I'm like, you know, you're having a rough season when you play Ohio State second to last game of the year, and it's on the Big Ten Network. Like that's <laughs> that's just an indication that your season is not going well. There you go, guys. All right, man, appreciate it so much. Thanks. All right, thanks. Thank you. And we want to thank Kurt and Max from the Sky U Pod for joining us here on the OHIO podcast. Go check out their podcast. I was their guest as well this week as they talked a little bit about Ohio State. It's always good to talk about Ohio State. I love talking about a, a perfect 10-0 and team. It's uh, just uh, it's pretty easy to do, especially when people interview and you're 5-5 five and five and they're down in the dumps. And it's like, we have no chance, but let's talk about your team because you guys are going to kill us. I mean, that's kind of the uh, mentality sometimes we get at this point of the season, but uh, it's a lot of fun anyways. But uh, guys, this is where we give our predictions, what we think is going to happen in this football game, give you our score. That being said, congratulations to Brian King. He correctly predicted the score last week, nailed it. 38-3. His T-shirt was in the mail uh, the Monday, I believe it was. I got it sent to him. So uh, he's going to be enjoying this weekend's game with a brand new OHIO podcast T-shirt. We do have some new merch that we're going to be uh, releasing here very shortly. So be on the lookout for that as we prepare for the offseason. We've got a lot of great things heading your way this offseason. But, guys, let's talk about this football game. Before I throw up our prediction scores... Uh, are, is there any concern whatsoever at all for this football game? Scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I have zero concern, 10 being, oh, my gosh, I think we're going to lose. Where are we, Chris? Two? If that. My biggest that. concern is my biggest concern is making sure that, like last week, we get a nice big cushion in that first half so we can rest guys in the second mm-hmm. half, have them healthy and ready to go for the big game the following weekend. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, I'm I'm with Chris, man. I think the big thing is not that we would possibly lose. It's more about the health of the players. That's because this it's you mentioned it at the beginning of the show. It is almost that week and mm-hmm. we cannot afford to be losing guys. Uh, Lathan Ransom mm-hmm. being out for the rest of the season, possibly returning in the in the postseason. That's going to hurt us. He's a hitter and we got to yeah. have him, you know, so missing him for that game next week is going to hurt. And we don't, we can't really afford to be missing any more guys. Yeah, absolutely. Get out to an early lead, get a big lead, get them off the field. It's what we did against Michigan State. It worked well. Um, like and to let see the backups again. play. That's the other thing, Eric. That's the yes. other thing I want to see. Let the backups play. If something happens, God forbid, to Kyle McCord, especially with Devin out of there, we need to know that we can go to that next guy on the bench to at least be competent and be able to throw the ball if necessary. I say we pull a deem up north from 2020. We just going to have to pull out of that game, bud, cuz <laughs> just kidding. We don't we don't pull out in Columbus, all right? We don't do COVID, that. COVID-19, huh? Yes. 
according to Jim Harbaugh, his immune system is like an iron wall. Viruses just hit that. That's where they go to die is Jim Harbaugh, apparently. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and give you our score predictions for this Saturday against the Gophers. Aaron, 35 to 10 is what your score is. Chris, yeah, you're one better, 38-12. And guys, for the first time this season, I am predicting the Buckeyes to win bigger than you two guys are predicting. 41 to 3. Maybe it's a little bit of the Skyu pod <laughs> running uh, their their lack of confidence in this game rubbing off on me a little bit here. But my score prediction is 41 to 3. Aaron, I'll start with you. How did you come up with 35 to 10 as your score? I'll be honest. I I don't think that Minnesota is really going to score 10, but every time it seems that I'm like, yep, we're going to blow them out 49 nothing. It ends up being much closer, so I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to like reverse psychology myself. <laughs> so, uh, no, I just I think that we're going to jump out big, probably like a 28 to three halftime lead. And then I think kind of maybe the backups get in there and Minnesota punches one in. We only scored three points last week in the second half. Yeah. 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 I mean, they he just he just shut it down at halftime, guys. They came out and it was just like, you're out, you're out, you're out. McCord, you're in for some reason still. <laughs> and then he was like, that's dumb. You're out too. So, yeah, we only ended up getting a field goal. I think it was like the first or second drive in the second half. And then he was he was done. So then, <clears throat> and anyway, conservative, like he always does with the backups. That it, that irritates Chris like people irritate me with next, next man up. That that's watch, yeah. watching Ohio State run a Manila offense with backups. It just kills kills my poor co-host up there, man. Chris, how'd you come up with thirty eight twelve? Manila would be an improvement, Eric. It's like skim milk. What's you wrong know, with skim milk? Yeah, what do you got against uh, skim milk, bud? It's white water. <laughs> it's better for you, is what it is. <laughs> White water, that's all there is to it. Now, so as far as my score goes, I just think that I do think like Aaron does, we'll be up, you know, 28-3, maybe even, you know, 31-3, 35-3, something like that at the at the half. And I think we go we, we go boring and maybe they get one in, in garbage time late against the second string. 41-3, I think we jump out on them early, and we just keep rolling. And at halftime, we pull the starters, and I think the 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 backups get hungry, and we we put a couple field goals on the, on the board, come up with 41. I think the defense is solid. They give up a field goal probably at the end, near the end of the game so that it's not a shutout and disappoints all the starters that the, the backups gave up some points. But um, I think this is going to be a – we're looking ahead to Michigan by halftime type of game. That's how I feel. Um, I don't think this is nearly the same Minnesota team that we played two years ago. No. And, and their place – and I don't even think it's the same Minnesota team that started the season. This is a team that's beat up right now. They're not going to have some starters uh, on the field. They are um, – they're, they're very conservative in their play calling – and even if if PJ Fleck decides to try to pass the ball a lot, which is kind of our prediction and what we think he'll do, you don't all of a sudden just turn that on against the fourth best defense in the country. So some interceptions, maybe a pick six, 
would be nice again. So I'm looking for this game to be pretty much over by halftime. Uh, hopefully the seniors do get the opportunity, those who Proctor and Eichenberg get the opportunity to play at least to start the game since it will be their last game inside the horseshoe, more than likely. Proctor, definitely, he's a super senior. He has no more eligibility left. Eichenberg technically can come back one more year if he wanted to, but that's not going to happen, guys. He's going pro. This is his fifth year. He's done. He's he's a second-round, third-round pick right now. His stock will never be any higher than it is today. Uh, he needs to go. I think Steel Chambers is questionable, but I think he goes too because he is best friends with Eichenberg and Cade Stover. They're both going to go pro. He's going to want to go with them. Um, and start that portion of his career. I think Steele's probably maybe a late round draft pick. Don't yeah, I've got this? I've got him slated right now around the fifth. Fifth. I was going to say I was going to say sixth. Maybe maybe he sneaks down to the seventh and he doesn't. If he doesn't, yeah, he, he's, he's not he's not a he's not a solid two three the way that that no. Stover and Eichenberg are. But yeah, I, th- I think he's a fifth six. Somebody's going to give him a shot. I yeah, think they're going to. They'll. Athletic. they'll Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was going to get at too, man, is I, I don't think he's going to play linebacker at the next level. They'll probably move him to like strong safety because he is yeah. a little faster. He has like skilled position experience at the collegiate level. I, didn't he get recruited to be a running back? Oh yeah. He was a running yeah. back first. Well, he's been yeah. here for 12 years. So I, you know, you forget <laughs> things like that, but yeah, I mean, I just think he's too athletic to remain at linebacker, and I don't think that he necessarily has the NFL size. Now, I could be wrong, but I just see them giving him a shot late round, like you said, Eric. I think he'll be a strong safety somewhere. Well, I mean, when you have the ability to play multiple positions, that's a value. Oh, yeah, big time. time. When you're only allowed to carry so many, having someone on your sideline who can play multiple is definitely a benefit, and I think that that adds extra value to him, which is why I think he will get drafted. Um, so those are some of the seniors. I wrote an article. If you want to head over to, um, scarlet scroll through the articles, you'll find one that says seniors that could possibly be playing their last game, uh, break it all down for you. Those who definitely are going to have to, because they're super seniors, seniors who will have to make that decision. Uh, and then of course I didn't put it in the article, but there's quite a few juniors who might be playing their last game at the horseshoe as well. I'm going to throw some names out at you to end this, to end this episode in this show. Give me a yes or no. Chris, I'll let you go first. Aaron, you can go second. Let's start with the obvious Marvin Harrison jr. Oh, he, he's a number one, number two pick. He's, he's gone. Aaron gone. Emeka Egbuka. I think he's a first round guy. At worst, early second. I think he's gone. Gone. Okay. Donovan Jackson, left guard. I think Donovan Jackson would benefit from another year. I would not be surprised to see him stay. I think he's gone. I I hope he stays, but I don't see it happening. Okay. Um, JT Tumula. I think he, I think both our defensive ends stay, Eric. I really do. I think he, he and Sawyer both are going to stay for another season. No way is JT staying another year. I say he's gone. I, you I know, think I don't think he's. I don't think he's shown consistency. To, to, I think he right now, if he goes out, at best, is a late second rounder. You know the thing that he throws... comes back for a year, he can he can increase his pay quite a bit. 
Aaron, and with the NIL dollars being there, I, I think we can keep him there. Well, that's yeah. That Chris brought it up right there. Is that it's the NIL thing that that throws this whole thing out of whack because they're making enough money that they don't have to jump to the NFL to change their families' lives anymore. They just got to start. And these guys we're talking about, they're established. Sawyer's questionable to me. I don't think he goes. No. There's no way Sawyer goes. JTT, oh, I could. There's a way. I mean. Well, sure, if he, wants to, go in, if he I mean, wants to go in the sixth or seventh round. All it, all it takes is one person chirping in his, his ear that he's, you know, <laughs> worth. it's worth his time and money. And it's what's going to, and you know, they'll go. But, um I don't think the Sawyer family's hurting for money or anything, but um, I, 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 if if I was advising him, I'd say you need to stay another year. Is is what I would advise him to yeah. do. JT, I don't know, and here's why I don't know. I don't know that his stock can get any higher. Maybe it can. Oh, it definitely can. I, like I said, Eric, I don't see him being better than a late second round right now. I really don't. Denzel Burke. Sorry, Aaron. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I was going to say the only way the JTT stock I feel like gets higher is if he plays the way he did against Penn State last year, if he did that more consistently. But to Chris's point, he has not done that. I don't know if he can play that consistently. So I'm with Chris a little bit. I think he leaves. I'm leaning more towards him leaving, but I could also justify him staying as well. But okay. Denzel's gone. Denzel's a first round pick right now. He he's yeah. He's gone. Okay. I I agree with you guys on that one. Am I missing any other juniors that could possibly leave? Those are the ones that just pop in my head. Am I missing any other ones? I don't think I am. Um running backs. Oh, oh, Tyleek yeah. Williams. Tyleek Williams. Gone. I think Tyreek goes. He's having a monster season. Michael Hall Jr. stays. I'm on the fence with that one. I could see. It I, I don't think he's. I I think that when he's in there last year, he was dominant. I don't see. He's an impact player right now, but he's not showing the dominance he did last year when he got in. So I, I think that he he would benefit from another year. Travion Henderson. He's ah. gone. Yeah, he's gone. Eric, I think uh, just going back to Travion, I think we can all agree he's more an NFL back than he is a college back. Anyhow, just his game, I think, fits the NFL better. Maybe as a third down passing, but he's not his, his toughness level is not there for the no, NFL. No, I agree that he he's not well. I hate to say I, that his, his injury history is is working against him. That's what I mean. He, he would be, he yeah. would benefit from a solid uninjured year in college. That would increase his draft stock. Right now, I think he's probably a late third round pick. Yeah, I was going to say either that or early fourth round because yeah. it's again, it's just his health is in question. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say toughness. I hate to say that. That's that's not sure. fair. It's injuries. Uh, only t- two other guys I got. Mayan Williams. I think I think he stays. Agreed. I just I don't know how to get a read on Mayan. 
By the way, Mayan's I, actually I, I don't know. Mayan's Mayan's a senior actually, but he has additional eligibility. Here's what I'll say. I think Mayan Williams is playing college football next year. Okay. I follow I pick up what you're saying. Uh, another one who has another year of eligibility if he <clears throat> wants it, Chip Trainum. He'll be back. I think so. I too. think so too. Yeah. I think next year's backfield's Chip Trainum as kind of like our fullback. <coughs> Short yardage back, and I think Dallin Hayden's your f- featured back next year. I just yeah. I don't I don't know if Mayan's gonna. St- Mayan's an interesting, interesting one there. Um, Mayan to me screams out what we saw with Master Teague a few years ago, where he way, couldn't Ma- stay healthy. He showed yeah. he showed flashes, but couldn't stay healthy. By the way, Master Teague just released a book. He wrote a book, and he just released it. So I'm I'm actually gonna pick that up. It sounds really interesting. See if we can't get Master Teague on the podcast. Wouldn't that be good? That'd, that'd be, be cool. awesome. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. I, I bet you he'd come on. He seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. So we'll see. If he we also seems like a really scary dude, Eric. That's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Large human being. <laughs> yeah. He was. He's built like a freight train. That's for sure. He is no chihuahua. Very fun. You guys know the drill. You want to be like Brian King? Put your score prediction down in the comments below on this video here, right here on YouTube, and you could be the next one walking away with some OHIO podcast merchandise. Guys, enjoy the game this weekend. It should be lots of fun. I'm not stressing out about this one. By the way, I'm at a one. I just... we, we, we've got to be ready to play America's team, Eric. Oh, oh yes, yes. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I said. Jeez. I said it before, and I'll say it again. America loves teams that beat the odds, not cheat the odds. There you go. There you go. If you haven't, go over to uh, scarletandgame.com, read my article about Jim Harbaugh being Ann Arbor, the Ann Arbor chicken. Uh, you, guys, you guys remember the San Diego chicken? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Jim Harbaugh. He's the Ann Arbor chicken, dude. He literally talked about how he loves chickens now. Listen, not for what it's worth, or, or you know, but WrestleMania 15. Yeah. And I think 16. The San Diego Chicken got choke slammed and tombstone pile drive yes. by Kane, who, by the way, is the Undertaker's brother. So what you're <laughs> saying is we want to be he's, we want to be the Kane in this scenario here. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> He's also the mayor of Nashville, if I'm not mistaken, correct? He is now. Uh, yeah. not, uh, Knox. Knoxville. Knoxville. Oh, yes. yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. It's not Nashville. I think it's actually not Knox County. Knox County. Well, it's somewhere down in SEC country, Eric. That's yeah. all I know. Down there in Mountain, uh, with the, the, whatever that song is that the Tennessee Vols sing. Rocky Top. Rocky Top. There it is. You always be home sweet home to me. Oh, Rocky Top. Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Tennessee. <laughs> there you go, guys. You never know what we're going to talk about. By the way, I look dark on this side because my light fell over while we were recording. It just went. And so I'm like I'm like on the dark side of the moon here tonight. But, hey, it is what it is. And we will do better on Sunday, hopefully. So come back Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. We will be live right here on YouTube and on Facebook. Check us out. Hopefully we'll be talking about a big Ohio State win. And we'll also be turning the page, getting ready for week number 12, or game number 12, that is, against the hated rival from Ann Arbor, the team up north. It'll finally be Michigan week, guys. So we are going to be And I can't wait to, to hear him whine. 
Hopefully, hopefully it'll be a big Ohio State win. We can right the ship. Ryan Day can get that monkey off his back so he can get people like Chris to quit. Either way, they're going to be whining that whole week, Eric. Either way, they're whining that whole week up to it. I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to see me the other night with our boy uh, James from up there on on the uh, the Victor's Nation. I, I haven't watched. Let me I, tell you, oh, they had an excuse for everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's how they roll, man. It's uh, it's follow the narrative. It's follow the narrative. Please like, share, subscribe. We really do appreciate it. Appreciate you guys doing all of those things for us. If you're listening to the audio version, give us a five star review. It really does help the show. Helps us to grow and get uh, this show into the earbuds of more people just like yourself who love the Ohio State Buckeyes. Remember, be kind to one another. I O some O H. Sing Carmen Ohio with all your heart. Till next time. O H. I O. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.